Second half action here on Main Street Sports today. Coming up, we'll uh, talk with Joe Rexrode from The Athletic. Get his takes on March Madness and other items. We'll have our own thoughts on March Madness as the Final Four is in place for the men. The women will conclude tonight with two more Elite Eight games and our quick reactions to the weekend and other sports topics coming up as well. All in the second half here on Main Street Sports today. Now back to the Hall of Famer in his true blue, Mo Patton and the Sundrop Kid from Alabama. Captain Chaos always sides on the chaos. That's his M.O., and he lives it. Chris, yeah. Gentlemen. What a phenomenal weekend it was for college basketball and for my pocketbook on Friday night anyway. Um, March Madness, obviously, with the Final Four set for the first time ever. Duke and North Carolina will meet in the tournament. So there's that. In case you weren't aware, in case in case you haven't been scrolling Twitter and every person in America saying that. Um, kind of sad to see North Carolina beat St. Peter's, but also it certainly – would there have been some intrigue with Duke and St. Peter's? Sure. Is there now far more intrigue with first-year coach, last-year coach – going at it and the way that those two regular season meetings went particularly the last the one. last one. yeah yeah it's um god could you imagine them north carolina not only beating coach k in his final game at cameron but also ending his career ending his career ending his career and keeping him from playing for a national champion <sighs> lord have mercy it's not happening duke's winning okay <laughs> well but it's the fact that you can say that with such certainty, doesn't that concern you? About concern me about what? Stuff. <laughs> Stuff. <laughs> you, you mean you mean that somebody's pulling the strings? I mean, yeah. That there's a puppeteer. I, I mean, does anybody else believe that it's I I I, I just feel like North Carolina's a bit we didn't think Duke was especially good. Not no, they not did. well. Final they, four, good. For they sure. they didn't look like it, but well, I think they I, do now. Well, and also, as mentioned on this broadcast before, the West bracket was the weakest bracket, and it wasn't particularly close. What's crazy is at this point, for everything that we talked about, for everything that's taken place over the last two weeks, you've got what two ones, a two, and an eight. One, one, one. One, one, two twos. Yep, two twos. And an eight. Correct. Mm-hmm. In the final four. Yep. And the eight is North Carolina. Correct. I mean, this is as this is as blue blood as it gets. Villanova, Kansas, Duke, and North Carolina. Are you uh-huh. kidding me? This is the most blue blood of blue blood final fours in yeah. the history of Ken- the tournament. Kentucky instead of Villanova, and that would be the only Oh yeah. But Villanova still uh-huh. I mean for oh, what they're... they've done over the last 10 they're, years or so. They're in that blue blood category now. That, even their history before mm-hmm. that. I mean, Villanova was good back in the day. I mean, historically, like way back. But What's what's your reference for back in the day? Well, I'm, I'm curious. I'm talking like before, pre-John Wooden and then 
in the 80s and 90s, they were pretty good too. Yeah. They weren't going to Final Fours on a regular basis, but they were always They had gone a to good three basis. before, um, uh, what's his name, got there? Raleigh Massimino? No. Oh, before Jay Wright got before there? Before Jay Wright. They had only been to three before. Right, but, but they were always now Jay's taking them yeah, tournament, mm -hmm. perennial tournament, perennial, you know, players in that. And I just think that as far as this tournament goes, this is the most blue blood four, final four I've ever seen. I cannot recall a, a more deep as far as his history. I mean, if you, UCLA or Kentucky being in other than Villanova would be mm -hmm. the only way it gets better. So, yeah, in terms of appearances. In right. the Final Four, and you know, uh, Coach K now ties John Wooden for thirteen Final Four appearances. Yeah, that's it's amazing. It's truly Vill remarkable. Villanova was in the Final Four in '85 when that's... you had three Big East teams in the Final Four mm -hmm. and Memphis State. <laughs> back, back when they were and Memphis State. <laughs> That was Georgetown, Villanova, Memphis State. Who was the uh, who was the other? St. John's. St. John's. St. John's. 39, 71, 85, and then 09, 16, 18, and 22. Mm -hmm. Those are their final four appearances. 39. I told you before John Wood. <laughs> that's his back in the day. Yeah. That's that, my that, back that, in the that, day. It's back in somebody's day. <laughs> yep. Shoot. How many teams they send the tournament? Day. I said the day. When did they start with final four then? In, <laughs> in 39? Had, only had four teams in the tournament yeah. back then. But I, I mean, you know, it's just it's interesting that uh, that that we got to this point, and I'm not surprised. I mean, obviously Kansas routing Miami was not what Sarah predicted, but <laughs> most everybody else was on board with that one. <laughs> you know, very similarly to Tennessee's bounce back after losing to Kentucky at Rupp, Kansas since they lost to Kentucky. At Allen Fieldhouse has obviously turned things around. Clearly, yeah. Just lose to Kentucky. There you You'll go. Be maybe right. that's what. Maybe that's what fixes you. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I. This should be an interesting grouping. I mean, is there any chance that Villanova beats Kansas? I think there's pretty good. Oh one. yeah, there's a very good chance. I think once you get to this point, anything can happen. Yeah. New Orleans have anything to do with it? Meaning what? I mean, just just the, the uh, obviously Duke, Kansas, and North Carolina. They're going to bring their people if it's in uh, you know Alaska. But I mean, the fact that it's in New Orleans and there's so much to do around the Final Four, it kind of speaks to a larger more rowdy crowd maybe well keep in mind that you know not that close close help. to half uh or just under half of the seats are basically lottery seats so i mean it, they're not necessarily from the fans perspective they're not allotted for that a lot so of, there'll be a ton of people in that building that don't with, have a with don't no care. rooting uh -huh, interest with no direct rooting interest here mm. yeah um mm. so but but to your point yeah the, the those fans will find a way to get in the building. Oh, there's no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're paying. Duke and North Carolina fans will pay all the money. Oh, good Lord. All the money. Oh. Can you imagine? Kansas, all the dollars. Kansas, too. I mean, you know. Well, I'm talking just for that first game, though. I mean. The, oh, 
Yeah. Are you kidding me? They, they will pay all well, the, of the dollars. They won't be the only ones. I mean, you saw who all showed up at Cameron sure. indoor for the final game uh, there at home for Duke. I mean, tickets are going for over $5,000 for a regular season basketball game. Regular season. Regular season. Not a tournament. Uh -oh. Not not a not not the final four. <laughs> so I mean this we're talking about regular season. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Thank you, AI. You're talking a, a trip to the national title on the line. Anyway, I, I'm just I want to say that I'm proud of St. Peter's and they have nothing to hold their heads oh, about. God. Yeah. What a phenomenal <sighs> run to the Elite Eight. Oh, first, first time in history. Ever made it that far, yeah. I just I, I mean, and thank you to them for making me some cash, even though I just had them losing by less than 13. I didn't even have the money line on them. If I had the money line on them, I probably would have doubled my money. <laughs> Saw a post today. Shaheen Holloway has entered the transfer portal. <laughs> I, I bet he's fixing to make some money. I hope so. And the cool thing is he's awesome. He's just fun to watch as a coach. He's a guy that I would pay to watch coach, Marlon. You you made the comment as we were talking about mid-major guys taking high-major jobs. You can always come back. Steve Prom, Murray State. Oh, part two. Yep. There you go. After after falling a little short at Iowa State, he's he's back. So good good for him. You can always go back. You can always go back. Yep. Let's talk to Joe Rexroad. He'll join us on the other side of the break. Stick around. Main Street Sports Day returns after this. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes! Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. This is Chris Yao with Main Street Sports Today. Every show, Mo Patton and I welcome friends from all across the sports landscape, from high school coaches and reporters to national, college, and pro sports personalities. You never know who might stop by for a chat. 
AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome, Teresa Walker. Former University of Tennessee, former Team USA Olympian, XI Young Award winner, Ari Dickey. Ari, did I miss anything? Man, that was sweet. <laughs> yeah, I need to listen to that before I go to bed every night. That was nice. Has five sports Emmys. That's not bad for the other guy in Wham. Ryan McGee. <laughs> other guy in Wham married the best looking girl, Bananarama. So, other guy in Wham had a pretty good life. From preps to pros, we're taking on the sports topics you care about. Tune in across Main Street Media social platforms platforms at 2 p.m. or on demand on your podcast distribution platform of choice. Welcome back to Main Street Sports Today, where we do take on the sports topics that you care about with all of the best guests from around the country. And our next one is among those. Well, he's not necessarily from around the country. No, it's just kind of in but our he, backyard. But but he well, I mean that yeah, which is in the country <laughs> technically. But you sure. you just pulled a mo on mo. Listen, he's gotten he's gotten on me twice now about technicalities. Yeah, twice. That's good. Well. Just pull, pull, pull up the mirror. Yeah, just pull up the mirror. <laughs> Joe Rexroad of the Athletics with us here on Main Street Sports today. Joe, I'm going to try to keep you out of our ridiculousness and uh, <laughs> I think just, he... just just get you in here. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I'm all about ridiculousness. <laughs> You're in the right place. Um, <laughs> no question there. <laughs> Joe... Uh, we we lost one Tennessee basketball team last weekend. We lost another one this weekend, and I think this one was probably a little bit more predictable. Is that fair to say? Oh, no doubt. Yeah. In fact, going in, even uh, even knowing that uh, you know Kelly Harper's team had two you know home games to win to get to the second weekend, I still would have uh, given the men's team a definite better shot at getting the second weekend than the women's team just because Jordan Horston uh, is such a key part of everything they do. Uh, but I'll say, well, I thought, uh, you know, obviously you can always look at things, some of these turnovers and, you know, little mistakes, but Louisville also forces a lot of that and they put a lot of pressure on you. But I was pretty impressed for a lot of that game, how they hung in there. Full disclosure, I did not get to see the game because I was watching the high school all-star game over in Lebanon. But what, 76-64, the final there as as top seed Louisville ends the season for number four seed Tennessee in the Wichita Regional. Um, like you said, they had some injuries that they had to deal with over the course of the season, but um, Turnovers were an issue for this team all year, and then when you play against a Louisville team that plays as well defensively as they did, it was just a in in a matchup driven postseason. This probably wasn't a very good one for UT. Yeah, just yeah, Louisville's defensive aggression. We know that Tennessee's had these turnover issues all year, so. From that perspective, it wasn't uh, great. And they definitely, you know, they, they definitely, they mixed it up. But at times they really turned on the pressure and, um, 
and it bothered Tennessee some. You know, it's like with against a lot of teams, though, when Tennessee was able to protect the ball and then especially get it inside. And it wasn't a great day for that because, you know, Tamari Key did not have a lot of shots. Whenever she has a certain number of shots, like basically they don't lose this year. They hadn't lost much, you know. She didn't get a lot of those, but they had some, you know, some matchups in their favor too. It was a tough day for Alexis Dye, who has been so great during the postseason in particular. I think she's kind of stepped up and taken on some of the Jordan Horston um, responsibilities. But, she, you know, she's had a tough day, tough day uh, uh, missing some shots she normally makes and, and turning the ball over and stuff like that. So um, I would definitely say, you know, this, this game was an example of a speed difference, you know, that uh, the Tennessee could use a little bit more speed. Now they do have some freshmen who have that. And as they grow, you know, I think that helps them, but, but I think next year's team probably will have more of that. And then they certainly uh, can, can use that if they want to get deeper, which I think next year's team will have a chance to do. When you look at this program as it sits and I thought Kelly Harper's response to the question of if the sweet 16 was the new standard you know I thought her response was fantastic you know she came to Tennessee as a player to win championships she's there's a coach to win championships and it feels like she has certainly taken the strides necessary in her short time to get this program back to that level in the near future. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's funny because I think, I think from, you know, from day one, which, you know, she had to anticipate, but that's what's, that's the question, you know, and, and it's, and it's been a question for a long time. Like when's it coming back? And it's just, it's a different landscape. It is. I mean, look, South Carolina, which I think is about to win the whole thing is the new, headlining program of this league and this league is um the best league and it's loaded and there's just more talent out there and it's you, you know you're gonna have less dominance which i think is great but also like there's that when is tennessee gonna come back and i don't think it's ever gonna be like it was again i, I mean i think that's a good thing for the sport um but no there's any doubt i mean if you look at you know three years of Kelly Harper, I think that I think you definitely see steps toward um, being a champ. You know, a, a team that can win an SEC championship, a team that can get to the Final Four. Um, and I, it looks, you know, to me like there's a more. It, it seems to me, and I, and I have to say this, not having watched all of the Holiday Warlick era, but it seems like there's a little bit more coherent plan, a little bit more emphasis on, you know, how players will fit together rather than just bringing in talent. That's one thing that I or, or not bringing in like talent, clear... or, or not bringing in talent, Joe. Because <laughs> I, if you are a UT fan, you're never going to get over the fact that Ryan Howard got out of Bradley Central High School, went by your campus to go to the University of Kentucky. Yeah, no, no, for sure, for sure, and that's a huge miss. I guess I still thought that Holly had very talented teams. Um, but they just, yeah, they were, yeah, some of her teams were, but, uh, yeah. And, and look, we'll see. I mean, next year on paper, Tennessee, I think has the, the ingredients to be, you know, a top 10, maybe top five kind of team. 
but you don't know how it's all going to fit together. Rikia Jackson from Mississippi State, how, you know, how's that going to work with horse and back? And um, like you mentioned the other day on Twitter, Mo, that you know a jazzy uh, Powell from uh, from, from Minnesota, his, the mm-hmm. point guard. Yeah, from from Minnesota. Um, it looks great, but you know we'll see. I mean, but it seems like so far Kelly Harper has been really good at identifying you know what she wants all the way around in a player. You know, Kean Green is an example of a really good find for her in the portal because you have to. I mean, sometimes it's obvious, like, yeah, the, the top scorer in the SEC, yes. But also, you know, good role players who are going to be great in your locker room, too. So we'll see. But it looks promising next year. Joe, I want to talk to you and kind of switch gears. I'm not sure if uh, we were really expecting to bring this up today, Joe, but um, it appears the the governor of Tennessee has at least made his thoughts known on what the state would be willing to do to help the Tennessee Titans build a new stadium in Nashville. So have you seen the $500 million proposal that, uh, that they've put together? Well, just what, you know, what Nate Rao reported for Axios.com. And uh, I have had some conversations since then. And, uh, you know, I mean, obviously this is not some something that, that uh, Governor Lee's doing in a vacuum. You know, I mean, this is, this is uh, I think, a plan. And I think that I think this goes along with what the Titans have kind of concluded, which is, um, you know, before my understanding was they weren't even thinking about something like this because of, the funding question. Um, I think a big part of, I mean, this, you know, to simplify this, I read this as, you know, you can have the new stadium and we're going to help. And then we're also going to benefit because it's going to be enclosed and we're going to have final fours and national championship games. And we're going to have the biggest concerts now year round in Nashville and so on and so forth. And, you know, the hotels are going to be packed at all times, and there's going to be – and also there's going to be mixed-use development around there as well uh, to make it, you know, to make it uh, worthwhile for uh, for more than just the Titans. So uh, – but I think, you know, once – and again, I, you know, who knows how it all went down exactly, but I think Amy Adams Strunk was resolved to just, um, you know, to, to just renovate – because, frankly, because it was so costly to think about a new stadium, certainly a new enclosed stadium, the renovations turned out to be a lot more than they anticipated. You know, that, that, that was the word from the Titans. And uh, so here we are. And it looks like it's, uh, you know, I mean, I think something's going to happen tomorrow that that 500,000 or 500,000, 500 million be, uh, will get added. Three extra the, zeros, uh, Joe. And, uh, yes, yes, those zeros are very important. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and uh, you know, and then I think you you can see how it could, without knowing exactly everything else, you could see how um, it could come together. Um, you know, how much is the new? How much? What's the total price tag? You know, I wouldn't expect there'd be a two in front of it, but it might be like one point. You know, six billion. I mean, how much did the NFL just give the Bills for theirs? They just gave the Bills a pretty good chunk. So there's another one point four. One point four for the Bills. Yep, and that was open air. But yeah, so that's the total cost 
but then the NFL just voted to give them a certain amount, which I imagine the Titans are very much. The NFL gave them two hundred right? so, million through the G four loan program. There you go. There you go. So a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, you know, and uh look, I mean I don't know what you guys think. I uh I think as soon as the Titans leaked it to Nate or or I'm sorry, somebody leaked it to Nate a few weeks ago. It was pretty clear that this is the the way they were going. Mm-hmm. This is what they wanted to do, and I, you know, that is a change, and that is more appealing to the city. It just is. I mean, you know, I I believe that Nashville will. I I don't think like we'll just get a Final Four, get a Super Bowl. I think we'll be in the rotation on these things now. Well, it's um, funny you say I mean, that, Joe, because I, mean, I, I was just totally getting—I was just getting ready to ask you: Is it as simple as if Nashville gets an enclosed stadium that all of this stuff is going to follow? So your answer is yes. I mean, it, I, I'd be absolutely shocked if it wasn't that simple, because from a from an just in terms of the the city as an event city, I mean, I, I look, it, it's been. I think I think Nashville has proved itself many times over now, and uh, the draft was huge for that. Stanley Cup final, all that, you know, even the All Star game before that, the hockey All Star game. But um, I mean, look at Indianapolis. I've been to Indianapolis for many, many um, events because they got themselves to a great point. They've got a nice setup. It's a great walking city. They have the hotel rooms and all that stuff. I mean, maybe I'm biased, but I think we blow them away as an event city. And we have a lot of the same advantages. So now that there are rooms that can actually, and in there, I know they keep building them. They can't build them fast enough, but <clears throat> I, I think I think it will be that simple model. I really do. I think uh, um, Final Four. You know, I mean, right now I think Indy gets it about every five years. Um, I would not be surprised to see us get it. I mean, if not that frequently, somewhat frequently, and then you know, do you get? Then it's like, do you get just like the occasional like championship game, or do you actually get into some kind of a I mean, rotation with h- however it looks in the future? I don't know that answer, but I think Super Bowl too. I think the Super Bowl could be that one's interesting because you know they still like it to be in more reliable warm weather spots, if possible. You know, so maybe it would be a little bit more infrequent, like Minneapolis, but. Um, I think it'll happen at least more than once. Wow. Yeah, and I ask that, Joe, because uh, of the folks here, JP and I are the only natives, and and I grew up just outside of Nashville, obviously. And so to see Nashville on that stage being considered in that light is is something that I just never – would have anticipated and and even now living it it's it's just a little stunning to hear that that's the way this city is regarded on a national radar i guess so i mean i guess it's it's kind of cool as long as you don't have to drive down there <laughs> exactly yeah it's pretty wild yeah well maybe you know maybe eventually Every bachelorette party in the world will not come here, but then we'll get more sports <laughs> stuff here. It'll be a win-win for everybody. 
<laughs> no doubt. <sighs> no doubt. Good luck. Uh, yeah. Well, I can tell you. <laughs> yeah. Joe Rex- or maybe we'll just have it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There we go. Joe Rex Road of The Athletic with us here on Main Street Sports today. Um, we talked earlier, Joe, about the Final Four, um, the men's Final Four. Oh, what are your quick thoughts about that as we go out? Well, it's wild. So I'm in a, you know, like a, I do like a family pool now, you know, we got like the kids all in it, uh, but you know, we have all the nieces, nephews and everything. So um, it's amazing to think about the names in the final four, Duke, Carolina, Kansas, Villanova, not one person in my pool has a champion a lot. And now maybe, maybe we're just a wacky family, but I don't know, man, the whole bunch of Zona and Gonzaga and some Kentucky and some Tennessee and, you know, it's, it's kind of wild that even though it looks all of a sudden like we had this chalky Final Four, I don't, I don't know many people who, who are looking too good in their brackets right now, you know? Uh, it's kind of it's wild. So it's actually it's, it's more of a, it's more of a surprising finish than, than it looks like mm-hmm. and then it'll probably be remembered as down the road, you know? But, look, um, yeah, like Villanova and they may – Yeah. <laughs> you know, Villanova – like, I don't love watching teams that play that slow, but by God, they're so good and they're so solid. I mean, Jay Wright's 23 since 2016 in this tournament. Uh, you could say, you could argue that's the best program right now in college hoops. Now, of course, they lose Justin Moore. I, I just, I don't know. I keep thinking they're going to lose, and they don't. You know, Michigan misses a bunch of layups. Houston has, I mean, they're one from 20 from three, and I mean, mm-hmm. 10 of them were clean as you get, and they missed them all. You know, so maybe there's a little luck involved. I just I feel like Kansas, the way they played in the second half, that's a scary team. And then, yeah, look, I would not have picked Duke UNC as, yeah, I really want to see this. But now that we've got it, I'm intrigued. <laughs> oh, there's <laughs> the no question. UNC, yeah, I mean, UNC got to have a parade because they had sent, you know, they, they told Coach K to get out of here, buddy. In your face in their final meeting, and now, nope, he actually now it's not their final meeting. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's kind of fun, I must say. So, um, so I'm I'm excited for it. I mean, look, I I was hoping St. Peter's would continue. I can't believe still that they beat Purdue, and then it looked like yesterday, all of a sudden, they were a team that was playing with expectations, which is not what you want because, like, you should still remember your St. Peter's and go play loose and free, and all of a sudden, they're out there missing layups, but. Hey, I mean, North Carolina is playing great basketball right now. It, it, this is a great, especially those two teams, especially them, a you know, great example of, um, you know, how teams can grow during a year. And you can't give up on a team, even if they're just terrible in mid-January. If they can get in, they can get hot. Michigan being another pretty good example. No doubt. Joe, thank you, man. We appreciate it and uh, look forward to talking to you again sometime soon. All right, fellas. Thanks for having me. See you guys. The Buffalo Bills, 30-year deal, $1.4 billion, 10,000 fewer seats than before, so 62,000. It's open air. Open air in Buffalo. Had had to be for yeah. Buffalo, right? They, they weren't going to have yeah. anything but, but they do have covered seats. So the seats will be covered kind of like Seattle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, $600 million from the state. 250 million from the county, 850 total 
million dollars, sixty-one percent of the cost would be the the most public financing for any sports stadium in the history of the country. Professional sports. Good. So, the Bills will only put three fifty in. Less, if the if the Bills didn't put a dime in, it would still cost them more than a billion dollars. That's ridiculous. Mm. Anyway, when we come back, we'll get our final thoughts of the day so stick around on main street sports today Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go tour their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Welcome back in. Main Street Sports today. Final segment of this Reaction Monday, and we're going to react to as many topics as we can get in in the next five minutes. So, JP, all right, hit us. Uh, of course, um, you guys contributed to some of these, so we'll start with those. Uh, Tampa Bay, the news of uh, Outback. No more Bloomin' Onion or um, Coconut Shrimp. It's the end of an era. Yeah, it? it is the end of an era. I mean, that was always, you know, who, whichever team, each team was a, um, SEC was the Bloomin' Onions. Yeah. And Big Ten was the coconut shrimp. Coconut and whichever shrimp. one won, you the, got a free the, the country the got a free appetizer of one of those. So that's that's gone now. Hmm. In any chance that um, Tampa does not maintain the bowl status without a title sponsor? Oh, I, it's Tampa. I, I, right? I feel like they'll get a title sponsor. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they could, but do they need it? No. I mean, well, it depends on the. Here's the, the thing. You're not going to make it the ticket smarter bowl, right? It's going to have to be somebody like big enough that it makes sense. Well, it's a New Year's I, Day bowl. I, I think as long That's as somebody saying. writes a check, yeah, I don't know that the other that how much sense it makes matters. Uh, I mean, you've got the bar stool bowl, right? But 
Yeah, the Jimmy Fallon Bowl. I mean, the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Right, but those aren't on New Year's Day. That's what I'm saying. This is not. This is the SEC and the Big Ten. You're not going to have, you know, you're not going to have somebody that's, you know, just Joe Schmo down the street. I mean, it's going to have to. And that the reason being is because it's going to be a big check. They're going to have to write. Right. So it's not going to be the you know the Weed Eater Bowl or anything. It's it's going to be somebody with some you know the Tesla Bowl or something. The Tesla Tampa Bay Bowl. There you go. There you go. That could work. That, that right? Could work. It actually sounds pretty good. That could work. Are there any other bowls that you wish didn't had different names? All of them. Except the, you know. Except the big ones? Well, Citrus except the big, Bowl, Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. You know and the, the and Citrus those, Bowl wasn't the Citrus Bowl? Capital One Bowl or whatever it was? Mm-hmm. Well, it was the Citrus Bowl first. That's what I'm saying. You remember when it wasn't the Citrus Bowl? Yeah. Citrus Bowl, then the Capital One. But what what is it? It's back to the Citrus yeah, Bowl the now. Capital One Citrus Bowl. Yeah, right. Yeah. They just added Chick, Citrus back. Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl is went from the Peach Bowl to the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl to the Chick-fil-A Bowl. Now it's back to the Peach Bowl presented by Chick-fil-A. Correct. As it should be. As it should be. Yes. The Peach Bowl. Here's the one that I'm that number one. Texas. The Texas Bowl. Why is it not the Blue Bonnet Bowl? Hmm. Is it in Houston? Yeah. It's the same. It's just literally the same thing. I don't know what I don't know where Blue Bonnet went. We we got to bring that back. I'd agree. It's a good name. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's it, the it was the Astro Blue Bonnet Bowl because it was in the Astrodome. Are they going to uh, change the Liberty Bowl since the Liberty Bowl no longer exists? Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Being the AutoZone Liberty Bowl could now the AutoZone Bowl. Do they have the? Uh, because the it's Liberty because Bo- the stadium, right? The stadium is no longer known as the it's Liberty. It's not the Bowl. Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium anymore. No, it's it's you got a naming rights. It's oh. like the huh. AutoZone Stadium or some stupid crap. I, I don't remember. Why would we, you we do talk, that to yourself? We talked about know. this not too long ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Liberty Bowl is Simmons Bank Memorial Stadium. <sighs> oh. I think it's still going to be the Liberty Bowl, uh, the game. Well, I hope so, and it's also going to be the Liberty Bowl. You're not uh, well. We're going to go to Simmons Bank. No, you're going to the Liberty Bowl. No, we're going. Well, it turned into that was the name of the bowl, not the stadium you were going to. That's what it. it, I mean, a lot of these were named because of the stadium's name. Yeah, Cotton Bowl, etc. But Mm -hmm. I mean, me and you talking. If I said we were going to go to Memphis this weekend and go to a game at the Liberty Bowl, you know where you're going. I'm not going to say we're going. Hey, let's go. Let's go to Simmons Bank Memorial no. Stadium this weekend and watch catch a football game. I'm sorry, where? Where? What? No. <laughs> Is that in Alaska? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like in you know SAA. People uh, when they win the region, they go to the substate, is what they call it, not the sectional round. It's a substate. That's what mm-hmm. people call it. Mm-hmm. Right. So that had changed. I mean, people Those are going to call it what they want to call it. A certain yeah. age. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They're going to call it what they want to call it. So, anyway. That's a good question, though. I mean, you know, Memphis is a is a decent a decent place for a bowl game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they could have some options. The uh, Rendezvous Bowl. Hello. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I'm here for that. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. What you got? The All rendezvous right. dust bowl. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, real quickly, uh, the news that uh, Albert Pujols is going to the cards. What with the DH? Why not? Yeah. 
Well, because he can't run. I mean, you're going to pinch run for him whenever he gets on base? Was, was he valuable last year for the Ish. Dodgers? I mean, Not really. I, I didn't think so. I, I, mean, I think this is just a – we're going to – this is a Phil Necro issue. Come, come back for a year. So and, he can retire, retire as a Cardinal. Cardinal yeah. yep. That's what this is. Yeah. And that's fine. And he's probably not he going to play every that. day. Absolutely. He deserves that. Does he, though? Mm. I mean – if he's not productive, if he's taking up space that someone could be in and be more productive, does he deserve that? It does may only the be Cardinal short... fan base want to see that? It may only be for a short time. You can't not keep it. You can't, you can't, like, you, he has to retire. You can't cut him. Oh, with the <laughs> idea that he comes back and plays a couple of games. Why does retires. Albert Pujols deserve this? He left. I'm just saying. You still can't cut it. I guess deserve is saying that. He hit 38 home runs last year for the Dodgers. Not a, they weren't all for the Dodgers. Okay, but he played but 24. Between the Angels and the Dodgers. He, he, he played 24 games for the Angels. Where is he that hit 12 home runs. He hit 26 in the National League. Really? That's pretty productive. Pretty good. <laughs> it's more productive than I thought he was. I didn't yeah, think he was either. Right? <laughs> but how many games? Twenty six. Eighty five. And eighty five. Twenty six home runs in eighty five games. Yes. <laughs> that's a home run every three games, right? That's pretty good. That's sufficient. If you can't run, best thing to do is yeah. Best thing to do is trot, baby. Yeah, there you go, stroll. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. All right, um, that's that's about it based on time. But uh, it was a uh, bowl games are always interesting to, to discuss. It is it, it always is. interesting. And and real quickly, since you know, talking with Joe Rexroad about what you know the city would get, assuming that the stadium deal happens with uh with the dome and, and such, how does that affect the Music City Bowl and? Does that now move up into, and I think he kind of alluded to a little bit, but with the unknowns of what the future of college football is going to be from a playoff perspective. But Mm -hmm. Nashville, I think, firmly will plant itself in the discussion of a potential playoff rotation, playoff rotation, right? You would think. think? Well, that would be in the championship rotation, but I don't think the Music City Bowl is going to be in the New New Year's Six. Good. Well, if it changes, though, that's what I'm saying, depending on what happens. If they They could get in that rotation. I guess it's possible. I mean, as a as a site, Nashville's just as good as the rest of them. That's what I'm saying. I, I think I think you would see the championship game come here. I don't think the Music City Bowl is going to be in the the New Year Six. I just I the the New Year Six are kind of set. I don't think anybody in in the current climate of what the playoff system is. But when that changes. That could change. Uh, the only one that it could that it could replace is maybe the Peach Bowl. And I'm not saying it replace. I think it just there's just and more the of new, them. The New Year Seven nah, or Eight. I mean, I guess it's possible. Uh, you have set playoffs. If, if the playoffs, if the playoffs expand, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess it's possible. That's, all, that's what I'm saying. Sure. Yeah, I don't know if it replaces one, but I think it definitely added to it. All right, come back tomorrow. We'll have Chip Walters to react to. The MTSU Lady Raiders win or lose. We will also have Wes Rucker of 24-7 Sports to talk about the top-ranked University of Tennessee volunteer baseball team. 
Wes had a tweet just yes, one yesterday or day before <laughs> that I just thought was probably the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I can't remember what it was. I'll have to go look it up, but it was, you need to tee it up for tomorrow. Hilarious. When I saw it, it uh, but he also, you know, he's, he's, he's a great, he's a great interview for sure. Mm-hmm. Cause he's a goofball. So yes. All right. He'll fit right in. Come tomorrow. Chip Walters, Wes Rucker and more reactions to all the things happening in sports from around the world here on Main Street Sports Today.